G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, a good opportunity to catch up on those issues that are impacting and shaping our culture, shaping our nation. Sometimes it's the issues that we're reading in the headlines each day, those things that put at odds oftentimes the sorts of values being promoted with the values that we might hold dearly as Christian believers. Well, always good to get an update with Ashley Saunders, who's the National Director of Family Voice Australia, back with us today. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Good. Thank you, Neil. Good morning to you and to your listeners. Ashley, just remembering back to earlier this week, a special guest as part of a tour organised by Family Voice Australia, Andrea Williams, a UK religious rights barrister. It was wonderful having her in the studio. And uh, thank you so much for your part in setting all of that up for our opportunity to talk to Andrea. Uh, she's been on the tour. You've been travelling with her around the capital cities here in Australia. Uh, how's the tour been going so far this week? It's been going really well, Neil. There's a lot of interest. Uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm. And sadly, can I say that there's a lot of concern for not only the way that uh, Britain has gone, but for the way that Australia is going. And uh, one of the things that we asked Andrea to do was not only to speak prophetically to our nation, being able to say, this is where we have gone and this is where Australia will go if you don't hold the line. We also asked her to communicate something of the hope uh, of the good news of Jesus Christ. And she's been able to say powerfully, and it's been a source of great encouragement to people who have attended the different functions in different cities, to hear her say, Jesus is the answer. And, uh, and we need to proclaim that, and we need not to be ashamed of the truth of the good news of Jesus. So last night and on Wednesday night, she was in Melbourne. Uh, tonight, she'll be speaking in Hobart. Tomorrow night in Sydney. Are those already sold out, Ashley, or is, uh, are there tickets still available in those two cities, Hobart tonight, Sydney tomorrow night? Uh, there may very well be some tickets, and uh, I encourage anyone who's interested to ring our office. Uh, there is an online booking service, but that's probably closed by now. I'd encourage people to ring the Family Voice National Office in Adelaide and uh, they'll be able to uh, point them in the right direction. Ashley, let's talk some of the issues that might even stem from the types of things that have been spoken about in these gatherings. Uh, when we talk about the UK, uh, they've been ahead of us, uh, ahead of the game when it comes to the changes that have been happening in their culture. And of course, one of those changes has been to do with sexuality issues and then the issues that do with children being taught different things in schools because legislation changes. Uh, the Safe Schools program has been running here in Australia. A lot of schools have that operating even as we speak today. And the theory behind that Safe Schools uh, which informs much of the push towards normalising transgenderism, has already gone before in the UK. Uh, can you reflect any of the issues that might be important, knowing that other nations have done this before and there'll be trouble ahead if we continue to do what we're doing? 
Uh, yes, and the, 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 the queer theory or gender theory that underpins so much of that material uh, that uh, the safe schools material in our country and similar materials in other countries is based on um, says that um, biology has nothing to do with gender identity and, uh, and talks about things like uh, what do you feel uh, like and and then there's a spectrum and the idea is that um, there's there's an M at one end of the spectrum and an F at the other end of the spectrum and in the examples there are crosses somewhere along that spectrum and so this idea of gender fluidity isn't just that um, that my mind might choose to identify with a different gender than my body was born with but it's the idea that nothing's fixed it's not binary it's not one or the other um, and so we're all somewhere on this spectrum and and biology has nothing to do with it, uh, it it's it's dangerous material and uh, and no wonder kids who get exposed to this sometimes feel like um, well first of all they get confused and then it, it almost forces children into a situation where they feel like that that I need to work through this analysis I might have uh, boy body parts but do I really identify in that way? And to what extent do I identify in that way? Do I identify mostly with, uh, in a way that's consistent with my boy body parts? Or do I identify in some other different way? What a terrible thing to put our kids through. This is unkind. This is, this is not helpful. And there's a whole range of inconsistency. Uh, and Neil, I think your listeners uh, would understand this. So that the homosexual agenda uh, says, just a minute, sexual orientation is fixed. I was born that way. You can't change me. But gender theory says um, the way I was born is not fixed because I might identify and I can change. And so the inconsistency is just incredible. And it's mucking up society and it's confusing our kids. Well, it is a very simple to see contradiction in the whole argument from the political homosexual lobby. And it's interesting that when I talk to pastors about compassion for people who are confused about gender issues, pastors and Christian leaders are filled with compassion. But when it comes to this political homosexuality, Ashley, there's a certain sense in which something rises up in their uh, thinking and they just have to stand against it because it's doing so much damage to people's lives. Yes, it is. And, and, and what amazes me is this. If I was to leave my wife for another woman, then in the, the eyes of the world, at best that's sad or that's what happens in relationships sometimes or at worst I'm a cad but if I was to leave my wife for another man somehow or other that's finding myself and I'm a hero to the cause and so uh, what there's a push um, in other countries to outlaw um, to make illegal um, counseling for unwanted same-sex attraction let me say that again so if there are people who find themselves same-sex attracted and they don't want to have that attraction, the counselling to actually help them work through that unwanted same-sex attraction is outlawed. But if as a heterosexual man, I want to experiment and change and work towards somehow or other having a homosexual identity, then I can get all of the counselling in the world for that. 
And as Christian believers, every time we hear the alternative opinion, we have to shake ourselves a little and say, wait a minute, what's true here? What is right here? And really, we have to come back to having an understanding of marriage between one man and one woman. And in a simple and yet profound sense, that is the way that there is solution to a lot of the confusion, Ashley. Yes, it is. We need to understand that uh, marriage between a man and a woman is not only a part of God's creation that we read about in Genesis 1, but the story of man-woman marriage continues right through the whole of Scripture, uh, through Jesus coming to earth, and then in Revelation we see the wonderful picture of the bridegroom coming for his bride, the church. And so we see it in Genesis 1, and we see it in Revelation 22 and right throughout that this is a fundamental way that God has made the world. And it's a, it's, it's a wonderful picture of the relationship between God and his creation. Let me just broach with you something, Ashley, that sometimes is confusing for Christian believers because we'll hear speakers, even on this program, who are saying, uh, there's a need right now to rise up and be a little bit militant, uh, not to be steamrolled, not to be a doormat, don't be walked over. Uh, stand up and be a little militant as a Christian, activist even, uh, to be able to stand for what is right. And at the same time, uh, and for some it'll be confusing, the idea that we would approach that with gentleness and respect. What are your thoughts about Christian believers conducting themselves? Because this argument will grow and it will grow and there'll be times of tension. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are consistent with Scripture. Uh, Peter wrote uh, a couple of letters and one of them, uh, his first letter, 1 Peter 3. He starts off by saying, uh, you know, wives, when you're married, when you've become a Christian and you're married to a man who's not a Christian, don't leave him. Make sure that you win him over by the way that you live in a godly way. And he continues then to talk to all followers of Jesus. And 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16, wonderful passages of Scripture, the idea that I should live my life in such a way that I invite questions. Um, it's almost like, I want what you've got. I should live my life in such a way that I beg question or invite questions and I should be always ready to give an explanation for the hope that is within me. And Peter goes on to say that make sure you do it with gentleness and with respect. And if we proclaim God's loving truth, and if we, in the power of the Holy Spirit, do our best to live out God's loving truth, what a powerful witness that would be, and it's not too late for Australia to once more realize that what they think of as secularism is actually a form of hard atheism that is not kind and loving and true. It's not too late for Australia to, uh, to really put Jesus again at the center of our culture. Ashley, before I let you go, another issue that is bubbling along and uh, reflecting back to Tuesday night where the Victorian Deputy Premier decided that he wouldn't go along with what some might have anticipated to be the norm in the Labor Party in Victoria and vote along the lines towards a change of the laws that would enact a level of euthanasia in Victoria. Uh, but he's decided to stand against that. I imagine that's quite good news. Yes, it is good news because 
The last thing we want in Australia is to open the door to legally sanctioned killing. And we can couch it in all of the language of compassion uh, that we want to, but the reality is that uh, pushes for euthanasia are about legally sanctioned killing. And uh, what wonderful news that the Deputy Premier uh, in Victoria has concerns, and when it is introduced as a government bill, not a private member's bill, but when it's introduced as a government bill uh, next month and voted on probably in early September, the Deputy Premier will be voting against it. And uh, so to all of your listeners who think that in Victoria the die is cast, um, think again and keep praying and keep working to the end that more and more MPs would see the folly of opening the door in a way that uh, once it's open, it's really, really hard to close. We need to, um, to value life, and, and we at Family Voice would love to see a future Australia where families really flourish and, and where there is greater regard for the dignity of all human life from creation to its natural end. Well, Ashley Saunders, always love your insights and so valuable for listeners to have access to such powerful commentary coming from a Christian understanding of the Bible, of understanding what I would say is a common sense view uh, that somehow or other is not so common sense in so many sectors of our society. But thank you so much for making that uh, wonderful effort to share your heart with us again today. I'll point people to the website FAVA. .org.au. That's the website for Family Voice Australia, FAVA.org.au. And uh, just mentioning again, tonight in Hobart, tomorrow night in Sydney, the UK religious rights barrister Andrea Williams. You can check to see if there are tickets still available, FAVA.org.au. Ashley Saunders, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. It's been a pleasure and good morning to you and your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.